placed it comfortably and tonight's talk takes its title from uh, a koan which is in the gateless barrier the Mumon Khan which is called Stepping Forward from the Top of a Hundred Foot Pole. Um, and the body of the koan says something along the lines, You who sit on the, on the top of a hundred foot pole, take a step forward and show your body in the ten directions. Uh-huh. Um, but let's look at this koan a little bit more. Um, the metaphor of going up a pole and climbing up step by step is kind of a metaphor for step by step practice. You do you learn to do meditation and you do it over years and you learn to sit better and you learn to steady your mind and settle your mind and you start to develop some insight and clarity. And it's all a progression, you know, so you go up the you go up the steps of the ladder. And then, so what this Zen teacher is doing is is challenging people who maybe have practiced for a while, and they think they've they're enlightened, sitting on top of the hundred foot pole, you know, with a sort of spacious view over everything. That's not enough, mm-hmm. and um, because it's not enough, because we never really use the word enlightenment. But if I use that word and how it's Um, often used in common currency, you would think it's a destination that people get to. He's enlightened, she's enlightened. But it's never a destination you get to. It's a journey. So it's just just one one foot after the other. It's a journey. The idea that you reach some destination, and that's it, you know, um, it's just not in the nature of, of, of life or of experience. And as I was saying um, while we were sitting, it's very easy to say the words, you know, that life is impermanent, you know, or that life is um, empty of any, any substance. <coughs> but it's a bit more confronting when you recognise that that's you, isn't it, right? It's not just uh, the the objective world out there. Like everyone in this room, (coughs) we're just impermanence. We're just a a river of impermanence. We're just a river of energy. We can understand that physically with our blood, you know, and water and food going in and out and air going in and out. And we all know from from our biology lessons that all of our cells change every seven years, you know. But we still, at some level, cling to some idea. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, I know I'm not a body, you know, and that changes all the time. But I'm, there's a self in there somewhere, do you know, or it's consciousness, or it's an observer, or whatever. But but Zen practice is saying to that there's there's nothing there's nothing in there that's permanent. There's nothing that you can say is you, which is fixed. Right? It's a confronting thought, really, in a way, isn't it? Mm-hmm until you befriend it. And also, too, is that we're, we're just insubstantial. We're, we, we are a form. We're definitely a form, this body, this person, but it's all empty. You know, even quantum physics will tell us, us that, that who I am and what you are is just electric impulses whirring away in space. We're nothingness. Mm-hmm. 
yet we take on this form. It's not just the world out there, just, just reflect on it a minute, it's you and me, right? It's our experience right now when we sit and walk or go shopping. And but what this Zen teacher is pointing to is that people will have some glimmer or insight into that experience. And then what a lot of people do, um, they make a story out of it. And then, and then the story gets substance and it gets constructed into something and then they cling to the story. And then that story becomes a religion, an institutionalised religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's really no story to it. You attach a story to it and then you, you, you're sitting in this stuck place. It's maybe high up with a lofty view, um, but you're still stuck somewhere. There's also... It's, um, remember um, very vividly the words of um, Katagiri Roshi, who was one of the, um, the pioneer Japanese Zen teachers who went to America. He said that the, um, the witness or the observer is the last stand of the ego. Right? Now they're really profound words, really profound words because, you know, a practice in in Zen, you know, in our training, is to witness our experience, you know, to observe our experience, like we're doing thought labelling. Um, but then people get this idea that I'm the observer. There's no one observing. There's witnessing, but there's no witness. There's observing, but there's no observer. Mm-hmm. But people have this impression that their, their consciousness is actually them, and it looks out on the world and it observes the world going by. And yes, that world is all impermanent, right? But that observer is impermanent too. You know, when, when the Zen teachers say over and over again, there is nothing to cling to, they really, really mean it. <laughs> Thoroughly. Uh-huh. Thoroughly. Uh-huh. Um, and so what this Cohen is pointing to is don't don't get attached to experiences. Don't get, get fixated on some clarity or illumination or insight in your practice that's developed over time because that too is empty and that too is impermanent. Um, and instead, what he's saying, and take a step from the top of that 100-foot pole and show yourself in the 10 directions as the actual wording of it, it's like... Throw yourself into life completely. Right? So you don't even know that you're practicing Zen. Right? That you that you just throw yourself into this every precious moment there is, a hundred percent. whether it's going shopping, whether it's chopping vegetables, whether it's going sailing, playing music, whatever it is, just sitting. Just throw yourself into it 100% and burn yourself up 100%. Then there isn't some witness back there thinking that it's observing all of it, you know, which is some kind of permanent fixture. It's not, not the nature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these koans are all there, they're, they're there um, as the folklore is in to remind us not to get complacent and stuck wherever we are because that is simply not the nature of reality.